Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Honda days, happy Honda days. This I don't be. know the rest of the words. Sure, Is Mary that... Chrysler. <laughs> happy Chrysler. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I expected that to go on a little longer. I... Let me t- let me be absolutely clear. I didn't necessarily want it to, but you know. Anyway, this is the Kachat. Uh, normally, it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, hey, what's up with cars? And normally, I'm Lucas Southworth, and he's John Bishop. That part's still true. But this week, listen, so you know how Netflix has a bunch of Christmas movies in an attempt to be like the new Hallmark, John? Netflix? Never heard of it. Go on. <laughs> Weird angle to take with that. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Netflix. Uh, it is uh released just a just a whole bunch of christmas movies how many and, well on the christmas special wiki which we will get to later when i looked at the first released on netflix category it was 83 which seems like too many that doesn't seem accurate but maybe it is because it was including things like it's like also the special christmas episodes of things so it was like the christmas episode of glow uh, which is a Netflix original show. I'm getting off track. but Which brings me to my fun fact of the day. Okay. Guess how many Hallmark Christmas movies there are Oh, there's just no year. possible way. Oh, just this year? Just this year. Just, okay. just released this year. I mean, I gotta say, like, 40 sounds wild. It sounds wild to say, but that was my thought. You know what? You know what it also sounds like? What is that? It also sounds like the correct answer. Exactly 40? 40. Man, <laughs> I rule. All right. So uh, refinery.com, refinery29.com uh, has a little article about how there are 40 new holiday movies on Hallmark and only 12 plots. <laughs> that sounds, John, that does sound just about right. This one is Hallmark movies about rediscovering a passion for music. Okay, sure. That checks out. Movies about a royal Christmas. Now, that's a very popular one, as we will come to discuss in this this episode. Not just on Hallmark. I've got a, an interesting phrase here for you. Holiday time travel. No, I don't, thi- I don't think we got any Netflix. On- no, no, there is one. Never mind. Yeah, there is one Netflix we will talk about. I was about to say, is there no Scrooge remake? Not that we'll be discussing, but there is some time travel in one of them. Uh, Hallmark movies about opposites attracting. I mean, of course. A single parent finding love. Again, of course. 
<laughs> of course. About heading home for the holidays. Let's see. Yep, yep, there's at least one or two of those. A childhood sweetheart. Yeah, defo. Traveling out of town. I mean, yeah. Falling for a handsome, local, usually fireman. Don't know that any of them are firemen, but I haven't seen one, so I'm gonna... I will admit right now, one of these movies I'm going to talk about, I have not seen. That's okay. All right. I want to see if you can guess this one. I'm going to give you two very important words. Sure. Evil and threatening. Evil twin? Uh, This is a Hallmark movie. stepmother. What's evil around the holidays? I mean, what's evil around the holidays? Scrooge, Grinch. uh, What does Scrooge represent? Money. Capitalism. All right, you're getting close. And now what would capitalism threaten? Uh, Christmas. <laughs> okay, but in a more in a more worldly sense. Uh, it will threaten, I mean, the lives of lots of people. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't have set me off on this. Uh, just tell me the answer. <laughs> All right, number 10. Hallmark movies about evil corporations threatening small businesses. Yep, that's the one. Uh, Hallmark movies about... Christmas weddings. No, of course, yeah. And of course, number 12, Hallmark movies about journalism, but during Christmas. John, I can honestly say, I think all of those are also represented. And here's the crazy thing. We're going to talk about nine movies. (laughs) All 12 of those are in fact represented in those nine movies. So if you had to describe Netflix's approach, would you say it's... A bit of a chop and screw. They're they're not dissimilar to uh, the Hallmark ones. I will say, we are talking about nine very specific movies for a specific reason. There are lots of Christmas movies on, on Netflix. Uh, Claws is one. The animated special was very good. Christmas Chronicles with uh, famously hot Kurt Russell as Santa. Now, Claws, uh, do you mean Klaus? Klaus, I apologize. The one with uh, the amazing animation shading? Yes, it's very good. There's a new one called Jingle Jangle, which is a musical about a magic inventor and is also the name of a drug on Riverdale. But mm-hmm. we're not going to be talking about any of those <laughs> because I was thinking about what we should do for Christmas, our Christmas episode this week. Uh, and I thought about how last year, Christina, who we also shouted out last week, so you're, you're riding high, Christina, <laughs> sent us... Uh, something about how Lightning Queen and his journey through cars is very similar to the basic setup of a Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, okay. So I was just like, we talked about that. Like, let's maybe look at some more like Netflix ones. Liz has been watching a lot of them. She really likes them. Uh, and I discovered that exactly nine of these movies are interconnected. Uh, oh, boy. There is, in fact, a Netflix Christmas cinematic universe, which I've got to imagine is the title of this episode. Please tell me the uniting factor is sexy Kurt Russell. No, unfortunately, the Christmas Chronicles is not a part of the Netflix cinematic Christmas universe. How dare you? I'm sorry, bud. I will go ahead and say the nine movies that are a part of the Netflix cinematic Christmas universe. I probably have switched cinematic and Christmas a couple times here, but that's okay. They are, of course, The Christmas Prince, Christmas Prince Royal Wedding, Christmas Prince Royal Baby, The Princess Switch, 
the Princess Switch switched again, the holiday calendar, the night before Christmas, and that is with a K, John. So important hmm. that that's with a K. That's uh, fair. That's fair. And those are like the seven important ones, I'll say. And then there are two sort of auxiliary ones that when I get through the connections, you'll see why they're auxiliary. They're Holiday in the Wild and the Christmas Inheritance. And okay. man, there are some implications that happen with these being connected. I guess I should start by explaining to you, John. I will try to explain just a super summarized like maybe sentence or two plot of each of these and how they connect to some other ones. Let's does, make does this a game good? first. Okay, sure. You tell me the name and I'll tell you the plot. That's so much better. Thank you, John. So there is, of course, the Christmas Prince series. We're going to lump that all together. That is the Christmas Prince, Christmas Prince Royal Wedding, and Christmas Prince Royal Baby. Okay, Christmas Prince is about a a prince who needs to get married by Christmas for some reason, and he's secretly super charming and bad at his job. And the lady sure, is yeah, probably very not royal. <laughs> yeah, okay. And probably very good at her job. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm gonna just try to sum it up best I can. There's the king of a, a fake country of Aldovia, uh, has just died and it's going to his son who is like a famous party boy. This one like junior journalist gets sent to uh, investigate it and pretends to be a tutor for his little sister to get uh, the scoop on him and the, the coronation and whatnot. And in the process, of course, falls in love with him and solves like a crisis of like, royal secession because he's the prince is actually adopted but like the king actually changed the law right before he died it's a whole thing would the prince being adopted be a thing would that be an issue apparently in the original constitution it has to travel through blood but the king changed the law at the last minute i mean all he has to do is drain the blood of a relative and then consume it yeah absolutely uh (laughs) but then the royal wedding is they get married uh and uh, what's her name? I'm I'm not going to remember any of these characters' names. I'm going to th- throw that out right now. I think uh, the woman is Rose McIver. It is Rose McIver. Rose McIver is the uh, actress who plays Princess Emily. That's not right. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, she is, they're cramping her style, basically, in the royal wedding. Also, there's a lot of economic problems going on in Aldovia that she also solves in the royal wedding. Good to hear. Yeah, and then the royal baby, she, uh, they're already married, they're pregnant, and there's a treaty they have to sign with another country by midnight or their baby's cursed. Oops. And everyone's like, the curse probably isn't real, but I'm going to get into how the curse, one second, Liz's, uh, Liz popped in to tell me that the prin- the the princess in the Christmas Prince is named Amber, the main character Rose McIver. That's what she wanted to tell me. Okay. I imagine so... I'm going to get lots of things wrong, so you don't need to tell me each time. I'll keep my eye on my phone just in case for late breaking corrections. All right. So, what happened to the baby? Okay. So, in a Christmas Prince, the royal baby Amber and King whatever are uh having a baby but they Wait have to minute. sign he's not a he's not a prince anymore 
Yeah, they're king and queen now, but, you why know. Is it, why is it the Christmas prince? Because it's a series. Uh, they're having a baby, and they, John, I have to get through these. They're okay. having a baby, and they have to get through, they have to sign a treaty with another country by midnight, or apparently a curse will be laid on their baby. <laughs> a curse will be laid on their baby. Yes, there is no more details about the curse I searched for so long. Uh, and most people in the movie are like, the curse probably isn't real. But I'm going to get into the fact that the curse is almost definitely real, given the connections to these other movies. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then, let's see. Lucas, so, do, the, do they not prevent the curse? No, they signed the treaty. The baby's fine. Okay. Uh, uh, then there's the Princess Switch movies. Would you like right. to guess the plot? Uh, is Princess and Popper, basically note for note, there's twins separated at birth. One's a princess. They might not actually even be related, but they're doppelgangers. But they end up, uh, I, I'm so sick and tired of all my responsibilities as princess. And boy, it sure is hard being poor, destitute, and having a very actually difficult life. So they switch, and then they learn to respect the other one because, you know, that would happen. John, I'm so glad. You're right all the way up to the end. It's the prince and the pauper. Lady Margaret from wherever has to marry this prince. So she will become a princess. She's not a princess yet. And then there's Stacy from Chicago, who's on a baking competition in Belgravia, another fake country. There are going to be a lot of them. And do both of these countries just happen to have very American-sounding accents? No, the thing is, John, they have very British-sounding accents, which is even better. Oh, good. Both of both of these women, not related as, at all, I will go ahead and connect. They mention maybe being distant, distant, distant cousins, I think, but that's nothing. They're both Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> it goes pretty much how you say they both fall in love with someone from the other's life but they do not in any way are like you know maybe i did have it good they're basically just like no this actually rules <laughs> and stacy the baker from chicago marries the prince and is like i'm royal now and lady margaret from uh montanero which is her fake country <laughs> okay uh, ends up with stacy's friend kevin and is like i'm i'm outie <laughs> now now, I have a question. Do they Absolutely. ever come clean and say, hey, I'm actually this person? Oh, yes. That all comes out. Okay. They, are, they, they, are, they don't stay switched named-wise. They, they, they let it all out. But then, John, there is the princess switch switched again. Is that <laughs> just I'm... the ending of it where they actually like, no, maybe let's go back? No, I'm so happy to announce there... that there is a... Is there a third... There's a third Vanessa Hudgens in oh, the Princess no. Switch switched again. It's Margaret, Lady Margaret, her the king of Montenero died, and then her cousin abdicated. So, oops, she actually is going to be queen of her country. Okay, um, so Lady Margaret, the one who did not marry the, the uh, not Christmas prince, but Christmas prince. Yeah. He and her, they're just out of it. And then there's the third... But this third is, and the, okay, so the old princess who was going to be a princess who wasn't a princess is now a princess, but also maybe just a queen? She's not the queen yet of, uh, okay, let's see. 
Monterey I, I, I've, I've, I've broken this down because I knew we wouldn't remember the names. There's Baker Vanessa, who is American Vanessa, also. Uh, and then there's Queen Vanessa, who is about to become queen. And then, so importantly, introduced in this one, there is Evil Vanessa. Uh, oh, no. Who is Queen Vanessa's cousin. <laughs> and... So they're they're just cousins. Yeah. Who happen to be identical. Yeah, they're absolutely identical. She's blonde, but she's clearly bleached her hair that way. Uh, <laughs> so I I know that we've been just talking and I haven't been doing I just got to tell you the plot of the princess switch switched again real quick. Uh, because she's become becoming queen, her relationship with Kevin has been strained. So they're like, let's switch again so you can spend time with Kevin. But then evil Vanessa is like, no, I want to be queen so I can steal a bunch of money and then get out of here. Uh, so she kidnaps who she thinks is queen Vanessa, but it's actually Baker Vanessa because they've done, they've already done their princess switch switched again, but evil Vanessa then pretends to be queen vanessa uh but she doesn't realize that she accidentally has baker vanessa who is also royalty at this point it's so because she married that prince in the first one so she's committed an act of terrorism (laughs) yes either no matter who she had kidnapped yes but (laughs) to another country it's an international incident i feel like it's i feel like it's something else if you steal a foreign dignitary versus your own cousin who is royalty because in one situation it's royalty of a country doing something against its own royalty but the other one is definitely an act of war no yeah it's either treason or an act of war either way uh and then some other stuff happens they try to redeem evil vanessa at the end which is wild uh, uh, christmas and, magic yeah uh and, uh queen vanessa gets married to kevin in an airport by a random priest uh also <laughs> i don't know that i'll be able to fit this in any, anywhere else evil vanessa say says things like spoopy and picks or it didn't happen and lol uh because she's vain so she likes memes from a while ago <laughs> she's a vain member of the royal family. Yeah. Who says lol? Yeah, it's really weird. We've god, we've the 20 minutes have passed. Holiday calendar, there's a magic advent calendar that predicts the future. Uh I know I'm skipping your bit, but we got to get through it. Uh night before Christmas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a knight from like the 1400s gets sent into our time and John, I'm so happy to announce that Vanessa Hudgens is there to welcome him there. It not any of the characters from Princess Switch. So important. It's a different Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. Uh, and they fall in love. He gets sent back in time and she's sad, but then the old crone who sent him forward in time, the character's name is literally Old Crone. The character's name is is Old Crone. Old Crone is the character's name, yes. Okay. But yeah, he ends up they fake out like they're going to send him back to the past, but then he meets the old crow. And he's like, no, but I love Vanessa Hudgens. She's like, okay, go back to the future again. No, wait, and which had... Vanessa Hudgens? None of the princess switch. Uh, we can call this one night there's Vanessa. A, if there's we need a it. fourth Vanessa. Yes. Vanessa also plays the lead in this one. No relation or is there uh, to the princess. Which was... 
Lucas, I'm having a hard time believing that there are four identical doppelganger Vanessa Hudgenses and they just don't know about the fourth one. Because at this point, you're going to have to start hunting them down or there's going to be a lot of government issues. We are definitely going to get into that. Uh, But then the two boring ones. Somehow Holiday in the Wild both stars Rob Lowe and is set on an elephant conservatory in Africa and still manages to be the most boring of all of them. No magic happens. I've seen a commercial for that one. How is that a Christmas movie? Because she spends her holiday in the wild, baby. Elephants are there. It's boring. We won't talk about it almost at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then there's the Christmas inheritance, which is just, again, I don't think any magic happens in it. So we're not going to talk about it much. And it's also connected sort of poorly. So it's ju- it's it's your basic rich girl goes to small town, meets local, falls in love, etc. Uh, All right. Now, where's no wait? We've got we've covered journalism. Have we covered a small town business being threatened by uh, evil corporations? You remember the the economic issues I mentioned uh, in Christmas Prince Royal Wedding? Yes. Yeah, there's a uh, corporation defrauding the government, which is making everyone in Algravia, uh, Aldonia, sorry. It's Belgravia and Aldonia. So stupid of me. Uh, and Aldonia uh, unemployed. Okay, so Old Gravy is being attacked by corporation. Yes, sure. All right. I, I will say I don't think an entire nation really counts as a small business. <laughs> yes, but small businesses in it are being threatened by okay. The, okay. the little guy. Yeah. And there are a lot of little guys in these Christmas movies. Oh, they sure are, bud. They're called elves. Now... Not in these, unfortunately. There are no elves in these. No. See, that's what I want to get into, Lucas. Elves have a lot of strange mythos about them. Uh, mm-hmm. They cause some mischief. They cause some strange things to happen. Elves are also known for something. It's it's actually the origin of doppelganger. Ooh. It's elves and other, like, like the fae, the fairy creature, the, fa- the fairy folk. They used to kidnap children and replace them with doppelgangers. And what this is, is it's a fairy child, or some sort of magically enchanted piece of wood or something. Uh, And what I'm saying is, I think these four Vanessa Hudgenses are replaced children who are all replaced by the same elf or fairy who, in this universe, are all actually quadruplets identical quadruplets which can only happen because of fairy magic and just so happen to be in these strange wacky crazy situations because they are children of the fey folk now that is almost exactly where i was gonna go with that uh (laughs) but if you listen i need to prove really quick that all of these occur in the same universe if you don't mind well, there are four Vanessa Hudgenses, so go for yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that's why it's so important. And three of them are in the same movie, so that's easy. But anyway, so in The Princess Switch, they watch A Christmas Prince on Netflix. You think, oh, well, that's just a story within a story. Don't even worry about it. We'll get there. Also, uh, in The Night Before Christmas, uh, Aldo- the parents were mentioned to have gone to Aldovia and they bring back a souvenir, which is an important prop in the uh, Christmas Prince. So, a Christmas Prince, Aldovia exists, and the story exists in A Night Before Christmas. 
So but, both confirmed and confirmed to not be. Yes, but then in the Princess Switch switched again, all of the main characters from A Christmas Prince being Queen Amber, her husband whose name I don't remember, and their baby show up at the coronation of Queen Margaret. So they both watched it on Netflix as a movie in the first one, but then also the characters were confirmed to be real in the second one. So that, to me, says A Christmas Prince is a documentary. In that universe, A Christmas Prince is just a true retelling of actual events in the world that also happens to be on Netflix and in the exact form that it is in our universe. Yes, so importantly. Uh, But also in uh, Christmas Prince Royal Baby, they mention there's a map, they show a map and Belgravia, which is the country from the princess, which is on it. So there it goes both ways. They both they exist. And the holiday calendar is kind of interesting because Christmas Prince, the holiday calendar. What's that one about? There's a magic advent calendar and every day it gives her a toy and it predicts the future. The toy predicts the future? Yeah, she gets like a, a pair of ice skates and she like uh, goes, but she doesn't know she got it, importantly. And she goes and takes pictures of them ice skating. She gets a candy cane toy and gets crushed by candy canes at work. Stuff like that. She dies? Not, she doesn't get crushed to death. It hurts her hand. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, um, yeah. What is the amount of candy canes that can injure your hand but not you it's like she works at like a santa photograph place and it's like a giant prop candy cane and Uh, it lands specifically on her hand it lands on her but like it's probably hollow it's just probably it's probably more to do with the way she fell if i had to guess okay so it wasn't the candy cane but it was the fall yeah caused by the candy cane okay but in the holiday calendar a christmas prince is also on the television But I'm going to argue that it's connected because we've already established it's a documentary in other other movies. But it's not necessarily in ours. Yes. So like uh, the holiday calendar is my my least good connection. But since since A Christmas Prince is established as a documentary in The Princess Switch... This is a wild episode of our Cars podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like the the episode we did, I don't know, 70 episodes ago when we did one about uh, Toy Story. Oh, and it also follows the tradition of me just freaking out about High School Musical, the musical, the series, and Teen Beach Movie, and just forcing us to talk about those instead of Cars for a while. Uh, so there's precedent. Right. Now connect these movies to Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, I'm... Holiday in the Wild, I'm going to argue, is just a movie because it is on TV in the night before Christmas. Uh, and Christmas you, Inheritance. Uh, you missed is... Mare? I'm sorry? In the Nightmare no, night... Before Christmas? No, it, it, that's the one where the night comes from the past, John. I need you to keep no, it up it's, so they're, bad. They're nightmares. You know, the, the flaming horse? No, I get I get the joke. Nightmare John. the Nightmare Horse? Yes. it's a, you're... <laughs> There's an easy joke you could have done about the nightmare before christmas but you went for the magic the gathering card and that's what i gotta respect about you john uh 
But then a Christmas Inheritance is just on TV in both the Holiday Calendar and the Princess Switch. So I'm going to argue Christmas Inheritance and Holiday in the Wild are just movies in this universe. But all the others occur in the same universe. Or. Sure. Since we have evidence of it being on TV makes it documentary Mm -hmm. of real life events. Perhaps everything's real. Yeah, I will say that's perfectly fine with me, but there are no like more Vanessa Hudgenses or magic in either of those. So I'm fine with them being pretty much whatever, honestly. But what I'm saying is these movies also are in our world. So every time we watch them, it brings our realities closer together. Now that's fair. And I'm so Through sorry Christmas that i magic. Delayed. We are creating this real world. That's fair enough, Johnny. I'm so sorry I've delayed theorizing this long. I just had to establish these are the movies. These are how they're connected. Yes, Christmas magic does exist in multiple forms in these movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, so magic, Christmas. Yeah. They're just Christmas movies in which yeah. there are four people who are the same person who are not the same person and aren't, so, in fact, so much not the same person that they're not even all related. Only two of them are. And they're yep. not related in the way they should be identical twins. Yes. that I think that is definitely our most, like, confounding thing, is the four Vanessa Hutchinsons, who all have various magic or wild things happen to them. I think the fact, basically what you were saying, I think that there are probably more Vanessa Hutchinses in this world and just they are pre-inclined to have mystical Christmas-related things happen to them. But, okay, so I'm, I'm a little scatterbrained with this because it's fully scrambled my brain. Mm-hmm. But two big things I want to get into are the Vanessa doppelgangers and the fact that although the curse is treated as silly, probably not going to happen... Uh, in Christmas Prince Royal Baby, it almost certainly was a real curse because this is in the same universe as a magic advent calendar, a magically time-traveling night, and I didn't mention this, but in the Princess Switch, there is a man who is the representation of Christmas magic. Okay, so Christmas magic confirmed. Yes, in all of them. And the the curse of an advent calendar that will break your hand confirmed. (laughs) Oh, that is another thing I want to get into is, uh, is it predict the future or does it dictate the future? So we'll get into that in a second. To predict the future is to dictate the future. That is how it works, because if it were possible for it to not happen, you couldn't predict it. Yeah, that's literally the exact point I was going to make. That is the... uh, the strange thing about writing anything to do with time shenanigans. And it's why I've made an entire section of a D and D campaign that I have built from scratch based on time travel. And no one has even gotten remotely close to exploring that. That's Hey man, that's, that's players for you. Am I right? No, it's my fault. I made way too many things for this world. That's it. Well, that's a DMS for you. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) I do want to just, because there is an angle I want to go with the manifestation of Christmas magic in The Princess Switch also. I want to read you this quote from an interview with the director. Okay. As for that old man who kept popping up in the strangest circumstances, 
including once as a charity bell ringer in Chicago, once as a stocking salesman in Belgravia, uh, and once as some sort of doorman at a charity ball. As far as Roll is concerned, he is the actual spirit of Christmas personified. I think he's a magical being, and his whole purpose was to create circumstances or guide the circumstances so that these people had to meet each other and to create happiness. That's his whole thing. Okay. But this raises some very important questions. He also appears in Switched Again, just so you know, as a cab driver in a different country. But go ahead. Is he the Winter Queen? Now, you're going to have to walk me through this one, Johnny. In uh, fairy lore, there are many uh, grand fae, and the grand fae control things like the seasons. And there is, of course, the summer queen, who is Titania. And then there's the Winter Queen, who apparently is this strange old man who commands the elves. Now, you say he's Christmas magic. You do not say he's Santa Claus, which means that if he controls elves that are stealing children, replacing them so that he can make Christmas shenanigans with switched and switched, oops, all Vanessa, uh, then he would be the Winter Queen. Now, why would I say Winter Queen instead of the Winter King? Sure. That is, of course, because the Winter King is Santa Claus. Yeah. Now, is the Winter Queen necessarily married to the Winter King? Of course not. Yeah. Because Titania and Oberon, they switch from being married to not being married a lot of the time because shenanigans. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is this guy is the mischievous side of Christmas. This, this, This Winter Queen is the part of Santa that isn't as jolly, which of course does mean this old man who is the winter queen is also the Krampus <sighs> linking in another movie that is in <laughs> fact not a Netflix original. <laughs> if we felt feel so led. <laughs> yeah, I that's really good. <laughs> I like that it connects your sort of elf fairy world connection. Uh, yeah, man, <laughs> you said some wild stuff, but I was behind all of it. Just, yeah, <laughs> I do. I feel bad because I also want to say mine, but I do need to recognize how good yours was, just was. That was very good. And I, you've expanded it to the point that I don't know that I need to expand it anymore. Thank you. Now let's go for yours and start from wherever you think is best to start off. Now, I think... This guy was seen in Chicago, twice in Belgravia, and once in Montenero. And so there are, either he is a magical being who just teleports around to all these places, guiding events, or we got multiple doppelgangers on our side. Who says this is all the same guy? What if, much like Vanessa Hudgens, this is four different people who are all played by the same man, and he is maybe he was the previous maybe they sorry they were the previous chosen four and he was they sorry it's four different people so importantly in my theory maybe they are guiding the new chosen to their christmas fate all right my theory on top of that theory would be that they are in fact three different people okay and those three are training the new winter magic. And the new winter magic is, of course, four people. 
because you need more winter magic because there are more and more people every year. <laughs> no, that's true. And I will say two of them were in the same country. So maybe those two are the same guy. All right. So who knows? It's it's one of those things where, of course, these weird magical doppelgangers that are being replaced by elves when they were young, uh, they're just training up the new winter court. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and they've established and, them in places of power. At least two... They're the leader or future spouse of the leader of two countries. Oh boy, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, we've got a connection that I didn't necessarily want to bring up. Uh, so the Dresden Files is a book series sure. about a wizard named Harry Dresden. Sure. Who, uh, okay, spoiler alert, if you're reading the Dresden Files, do not listen to what I'm about to say, which is going to be the next 30 seconds. He, of course, becomes the Winter Knight, a, a servant of the Winter Queen who eventually... Uh, is supposed to gain winter powers so that he can become a more powerful person who can uh, dole out the justice of winter and to complete the tasks that winter needs. And we already have a movie about a Christmas night. Yeah, and Johnny, I got a point. He is connected to one of the Vanessas. It's not even, it's not even not one of the Vanessas. So... Since there are four Vanessas, and they all yes. have their own various love interests, except for the one who's evil. Yeah. What I'm saying is, maybe, just maybe, uh, the essence of winter, when all four of them unite and become the one Christmas, they're going to need these men for their power and not for the love. That is why hmm. one of them is marrying a royal and one of them is marrying a knight. Yeah, one of them already is royal. Yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe they just... It's like how every good, like, connection of power, you've got, like, the face. But maybe evil Vanessa is the one who gets things done. <laughs> maybe She's... evil Vanessa contains the power of the frigid cold, which yeah, is but... why her hair is white. Yeah, John... Oh, man. She does dye it. Uh, back so she could pretend to be one of the other ones uh but and they do try to redeem her at the end of this movie they which is wild because she tried to commit either treason or an act of war and she was like oh but my parents never loved me much oh dear cousin she calls her cousin maggie moo uh oh dear maggie moo which is wild because she's about to become the queen of her country my dearest maggie moo i I was treated so coldly by my parents, which is why I have a frozen heart. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, give me one second. I think someone just knocked on our door. I'll be right back. Cool. I am back. It was a present for my mom. Okay. What were we talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so you gave me way too much time. You gave me way too much time, Lucas. Sure. What happened? In the film stop. Rise of the Guardians. Okay, yeah, here we go. You're introduced to holiday magic, and Jack Frost is a man who died and gained the power of ice. And there is, of course, the other few uh, creatures of this magic. There is uh, Santa Claus. Then there's Easter Bunny, Sandman, Tooth Fairy. How many is that? Uh, it's five. Was not, it's five, John. All right, and they all have various different abilities and whatnot. That's five. How many do we have? We have four? 
Uh, we got four Vanessas right now. Now, what if I were to point out that we know of another ice-powered queen Elsa. from distant past? That is Elsa. Elsa is, in fact, a Disney property. And since we have Christmas ice magic in both, there's a connection. So that means that we can connect this universe to Disney's universe, in which we have another Vanessa. In High School Musical? High School Musical Vanessa. Sure. Is one of the five guardians. <laughs> okay, sure. One of them is a queen. She, of course, would be the leader, meaning she, of course, would be Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I have not seen The Rise of the Guardians. Santa Claus, of course. Uh, one of them is a very uh, strange person who's rather cold, and some might say evil, but really is just maybe misunderstood. Who knows? Yeah, that's Jack Frost and evil Vanessa. That's Jack Frost. That's evil Vanessa. And she's inheriting the powers that were originally Elsa's. Now we've got three more. We've got the Sandman, we've got the Easter Bunny, and we've got the Tooth Fairy. Okay. Now, here's the thing. The Easter Bunny seems to be a bit of the, like, warrior type. There's the Sandman, who has time-related powers. And then there's the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy is a a magical, lighthearted creature who does a lot of traveling and is a fairy, so probably likes to sing. So let's just go ahead and say High School Musical is Tooth Fairy. Yeah, High School Musical is Tooth Fairy. Uh, Sandman, you said, had time powers. So that's Mm got to be Night Before Christmas, uh, Vanessa. All right. Easter Bunny, if we go on the other side, he's confectionary. He gives people candy. You know who's a baker? Baker Vanessa from the Princess Switch. Rise of the Hudgens. All right. So we've got a connection to all five of these Guardians, meaning that Rise of the Guardians DreamWorks film is connected to Frozen and Frozen 2, which is connected to High School Musical, which is connected to all of these holiday movies. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of people on Tumblr back in the day who shipped Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardian and Elsa. So they'll be pretty happy uh, I mean, that we've how made do the connection. You, how do you ship people who are the same magic? They're the same being. Sure, man. <laughs> so they'll be upset, actually. Yep. We, we we got them halfway there, and then we're like, no, he's a reincarnation or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the or so, something so important. <laughs> so uh, we've got the five Vanessas of Christmas. I mean, if we really want to, yes, we do, John. <laughs> Importantly, we did say one of them was Easter, and <laughs> the other two were just sort of other <laughs> cosmic beings. Yep. <laughs> So, Vanessa Hudgens, you got to start producing more holiday movies. Yeah, which, if I'd have to guess, there's going to be a princess switched switched just another time, I guess. And they did imply there was some sequel bait at the end of uh, The Night Before Christmas, in which it was implied that the knight's brother would also go to the future. Sir Galahad or something? Uh, I will say, oh, I did just remember this. The knight from The Night Before Christmas is named Sir Cole. So he's circle, and I don't know why. I don't know why they did that. Big Cole, the circle. Winter Knight, is the person who dispenses justice. So he delivers the coal to all the bad kids. Now there we go. That's something. That's something. 
All right. And I will say, uh, I'm just checking my notes. I want to fit the holiday calendar in there, and it's magic. Time uh, travel magic. Yeah, I mean, I think the holiday, that was what I was going to say, holiday calendar fits in with the night before Christmas really well. The main character even asks her grandpa point blank at the end, who gave her the magic advent calendar. So is the calendar magic? (laughs) And he replies, some may call it magic. Some may call it fate, which is, oh, that's just magic. Yeah. (laughs) Some may call it magic. Some may call it chronomancy. (laughs) Yeah, that's, you can't just. Some may call it predetermined fate. Others may call it you have no free will. So some may call cool. it Vanessa Hudgens. Others may call it Christmas magic. Pretty good. Pretty good. So it is confirmed magic by the grandpa in my eyes, at least, because that's that's just another way to say magic, Grampy. I did want to maybe examine. So there are three fool countries that do not exist in our universe that do in theirs. So there are Altovia, Belgravia, and Montenero. Now, I want to get into, okay, I, compl- I this was one of the main reasons I wanted to do this episode, and I completely forgot it until right now. Lucas, we've so, been recording for seven hours. How did you just now realize this? <laughs> Time travel magic, baby, is what I want to get into. Maybe Sir Cole was very important <laughs> to the time-space continuum. Maybe he was instrumental in some battle uh, because it's, at the very least, all of them have British accents, so I'm going to say they're European countries. Okay. (laughs) Maybe the fact that he got plucked from time uh, just changed the tide of a battle just so to create these fractured countries that do not exist in our universe. So his existence is the reason for these countries existing. Yes. And I will say that at the beginning of The Night Before Christmas, before he's even traveled through time, Aldonia exists, which is the country from A Christmas Prince. Okay. <laughs> exists at the beginning of it. But if we go on the model of uh, the holiday calendar, predetermined events have always happened. He always traveled through time, you know? Mm-hmm. And... It has always been this way, at least maybe for uh, Night Vanessa. Gosh, this is the most confusing. We talk about Disney Pixar's cars for our podcast, and this is the most confusing conversation I've ever had. Okay, here it is. Here we go. Let's talk about this. I'd love to. We see them watching the movies that exist in their universe as -hmm. if they were just movies. Then you introduce time travel, and this time travel warps reality at the same time, which turns the movies into a shared universe. So when it's a it's a quantum situation where when they're watching the movie, it's a movie. But when they're not watching the movie, it's not a movie. Okay, bouncing off that, maybe maybe he never traveled through time. Because Sir Cole is like very like stereotypical knightly how we would imagine in our universe. And he talks about like dragons and stuff, which may be just the belief of some people back in the day. Or maybe he didn't travel through time. Maybe he got plucked out from a movie, a movie about knights 
And that's what's causing this breach in reality between where sometimes movies exist in the Princess Switch, but then their characters show up in the Princess Switch switched again. Maybe Christmas magic needed some summer magic to exist, so he plucked a knight from a summer magic-heavy realm, which has, of course, dragons, because dragons are summer. Of course. Fire. Duh. So, because Christmas magic existed, he had to either create or steal a summer night. So, it could be time travel, or it could be dimensional travel. Yeah. I think... <laughs> Listen, I mentioned Teen Beach Movie earlier, uh, and I thought that was going to be the only time, but I think we got a Teen Beach Movie on our hands. Where the movie <laughs> was a movie until magic made the movie and the world become one and the same? Or at least open a portal between them. They can travel in between them. See, I feel like if they knew they could travel between them, that would change the stories dramatically. I so mean, I feel like it has to just have united them in a way that no one knows about. I will say, really quick, I didn't mean to talk this much about Teen Beach movie, but in Teen Beach 2, that is exactly what happens. When they travel back to their movie, they entirely change the plot, which causes ripples through time that changes every that uh, it had always been that way uh and it erases the events of the first movie entirely so what you're telling me is that teen beach movie is for sure connected also yes what i'm also telling you is that i could just do like three more episodes on teen beach movie and teen beach too but that's that's neither here nor there uh <laughs> okay yeah i i really like the idea that cole is from some like really hammed up knight movie because he's he's just a caricature of a knight he is like what you would like there's magic in his world and he's not surprised by it like the old crone again named the old crone sends him to the future and he's like well guess that was some old crone magic uh (laughs) also he does this is again besides the point he does at multiple cases like he saves a little girl from a frozen lake uh and then there's like a mugger at like the christmas area and he grabs a fake sword i don't know whether it was a fake sword at the christmas land to begin with and tackles the the mugger and threatens to cut his hands off uh threatens to cut the mugger's hands off with a fake sword yeah but maybe the mugger doesn't know that the response from the local pd is Man, you're pretty good at this. Maybe you could think about joining the force, which was, I'm almost certain, wasn't a commentary on our police culture, but it sure came off as one. I gotta ask, are you sure this doesn't take place in America? That one does take place in America. The Night Before Christmas takes place in America. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Police praising a man for nearly chopping someone's hands off because they committed a petty theft. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. The old crone does tell Sir Cole that this is his quest. She's not just doing it to be like, hey, I'm an old crone and I do what I want. She's like, he goes seeking a quest and she's like, I'll give you a quest. It's in the future to fall in love with Vanessa Hudgens. So she's his lady in the lake? Yeah, I guess. Uh, And I think she could easily link in to uh, the spirit of Christmas. (laughs) from the princess switch 
uh, what did you keep calling him? The Winter Queen, if you mm-hmm. will. Maybe she's the original Winter Queen or the same one. She could be. Famously, Faye like changing their appearance. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, good chance that uh, this this old crone named Old Crone might <laughs> yes, just straight so up be funny. also Christmas magic. And okay, I've got it. And the holiday calendar, the magic advent calendar, was the main character's grandmother's. It was said that she was told about it by her grandpa, uh, who was like, yeah, she got it in France, in Europe, where Princess Switch, Christmas Prince, and Sir Cole's original home, because he also has a British accent, all are. Also, there weren't knights in America, so it makes sense. Now, I will say this. Yeah. Uh, the, The accent did spread far and wide due to an unfortunate thing called uh, colonization. No, yeah, 100%. So, like, these these places could be in, like, South Africa. That's fair. I I think just based on the map they show, they're all European countries. Okay, that's, oh. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm thinking the holiday calendar, which is described as an antique, was created by the same Winter Queen, the same spirit of Christmas magic who showed up and sent Sir Cole to the future and was three old men uh, (laughs) Princess Switch and Princess Switch switched again and maybe laid a curse on a treaty for the Christmas Prince Royal Baby if we we can link that in there too. Okay, now let's talk about this. There's a lot of good and there's a little bit of bad. What else like because magic you know it has to be balanced what terrible terrible things are happening to people due to christmas magic there's the the baby curse yeah the 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 curse on the baby is pretty but then the baby curse didn't happen so there's that yeah but the fact that you would lay a curse on someone's firstborn if a treaty doesn't get signed is not nothing true in of itself it's not good magic True, but at the same time, that's not a a balancing effect if the evil thing didn't happen to the baby. What evil things do happen in this world? I mean, first thought, again, uh, there's evil Vanessa. (laughs) Uh, There's Cole and Stockings, although Santa... No, wait, give me one second. Liz, don't... Doesn't the little girl in The Night Before Christmas just magically get a puppy somehow? Okay, yeah, there's a little girl in the night before Christmas who wants a puppy the whole time. And at the end, her parents, she gets a puppy on Christmas and her parents are like, did you get her this? No, did you get her this? Vanessa, did you get her this? And no one knows how the puppy got there. So Santa does exist, which means Krampus does exist. Okay, well, I was going to say that uh, as we were talking about, perhaps the night his existence is why these nations that don't exist exist. Yeah. Which no, yeah, I, think I was going to say something along the lines of perhaps the night is going to be the evil magic. Okay. We know he has it in him because when he says, or I'll cut off your hands, he meant it. Yeah, he did. What if this movie is just the positive part before he starts cutting off people's hands? <laughs> I mean, again, I think it's pretty heavily implied that he joins the the local PD afterwards. 
And most of his training is not with firearms, but in fact, with a sword. Yeah, so I'm not too jazzed about that, (laughs) quite frankly. Quite frankly, I'm not. If I were to throw in some more theory, some of the evil magic could have been, maybe these nations weren't supposed to exist and were supposed to be something better, or maybe this is an even more imbalanced universe than we thought, because what if this knight was meant to betray his nation, the one that did exist during his time? Maybe he was the reason it didn't exist. Now, that's interesting, because another thing I've forgotten until just now that I wanted to mention is that both in A Christmas Prince and uh, The Princess Switch Switched Again, they are both there are both moments where they say, guards, take him to the dungeon. Which, in like modern day, like it happened in the present, and in, it starts as a joke in The Christmas Prince. She's like, do you guys really have a dungeon? Uh, and they're like, oh, we'll never tell. But then it's revealed they do, in fact, have a dungeon. They explore it in A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby, which is the third one. Uh, and there's a scratching on the wall that says, like, Leopold uh, was here or something. It's something that kind of implies Leopold died in the dungeon. Okay. So I mean, maybe... if we're going with a Brooks was here, that means not only did he die, but he did it to himself. Yeah, and she even says when they catch the person who stole the treaty that was going to curse the baby, uh, she says, take him to the Leopold suite, which is also a little dark. A little? It's a lot of dark. So I'm that's just not something you can do nowadays. So maybe these countries, although they are ruled by benevolent Vanessa Hudgenses and uh, Rose McIvers, maybe they're a little, maybe the split caused much darker sort of, <laughs> I don't want to say the word fascist about them because they're about Christmas movies, but maybe they cause some really fundamentalist <laughs> old fashioned countries that still put people in dungeons and like oubliettes and whatnot. Now let's talk about this, Lucas. Yeah. Has anyone checked in on France? She got the calendar from France which implies France exists, but maybe it's like a much smaller France and these other three countries take up land that was once France or should have been France. What I'm concerned with is that if these places still have dungeons that they're still able and allowed and using, do we think that they're still beheading people in France? Probably. Yes. Yes. We found the evil. We found the dark side of the Christmas magic. Yeah. And, you know, For every mysterious puppy that comes out of nowhere, another person is beheaded. <laughs> or sent to, to be forgotten in an oubliette or something. So that's pretty bad. Yep. If you don't know, an oubliette is like the dungeon in the dungeon. It's the worst dungeon. Oh, so it's uh, solitary confinement in a dungeon. Yeah, but it's like basically a hole in the, the ground that they put people in and then never check on ever again. I mean... That's, yeah, no, it's it's yep. solitary confinement, but <laughs> yep. but like I, mean, I think they technically do feed you, but hey, I was about to say we don't even really. I don't know about you. I don't even really encountered dungeons in Dungeons and Dragons, so this world is somehow a little bit more archaic than Dungeons and Dragons at times. Yeah, certainly. They, at least they're a different definition of dungeon in Dungeons and Dragons. Mostly just like a cave with some monsters in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Like, you can call that a dungeon, but a real dungeon is just like a prison in a castle. Well, <sighs> we've said some stuff about some Christmas movies that my girlfriend Liz likes a lot. So to balance that out, I asked a question to Liz this week. All right, let's go for that question for Liz. Yeah, I just told her, I just asked her to rank these movies just on how much she liked them. All right. Uh, so I'll go in reverse order. So least favorite to favorite. There are nine, if you remember. Mm-hmm. So coming in last is Holiday in the Wild, which again, I don't get how it has Rob Lowe as like the main male character and is set in an elephant conservatory in Africa and nothing happens. It's so boring. I, I've watched most, if not all of these also. Then number eight is Christmas Inheritance. Again, cookie cutter Christmas movie. Could not get more cookie cutter. Then we've got Christmas Prince Royal Wedding. It gets a little bogged down by the economic stuff, I'll say. <laughs> then Princess Switch switched again at number six, which I would put much higher just because it's the most buck wild of all of them. Uh, but Liz got a little, she didn't love it too much. Then at number five is Christmas Prince Royal Baby. Number four is The Night Before Christmas. Number three is The Christmas Prince. Number two is The Princess Switch. And number one is The Holiday Calendar. So there you go. If you want okay. a recommendation of these specific nine Netflix Christmas movies, Liz's favorite is The Holiday, uh, is the holiday Calendar. My favorite is The Pr- Princess Switch switched again, but that's because there are three different, three distinct characters played by Vanessa Hudgens, and one of them is evil. Also, I... She has like two people with her who she literally calls her minions and they just like pickpocket people and they have Cockney accents like they're in Fagin's gang. It's a wild movie. It's pretty bad, but it's very fun to watch. That's what I respect about like the princess switch and the Christmas prince. They know exactly what they are. They're nonsensical, but you cannot say they're not entertaining. You can't say they're boring. And that's what I like about them. But yeah, that's probably the end of the podcast, wouldn't you say? Uh, sorry we didn't talk about cars. I wanted to talk about Netflix Christmas movies this week. All right, all right. We mentioned early on in the podcast that we might do things like this, so uh, yeah, that's what you signed up for. Yeah, let's link it to cars somehow, right? At the end, uh, time travel magic, uh, someone gets transported to the future, but oops, they get transported to the same place a car already is. They get combined with the cars, so... That's Christmas magic connected. exists, so uh, since you can have a dragon in this universe, you can have a car person. Yeah, why not? You know, why not? If you can have a, a basically sentient holiday calendar, you can also have a sentient car. So mm-hmm. that's the connection. That's the origin the NCCU. Uh, <laughs> thanks for <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to send us ideas of things to talk about, Mostly car stuff, but as we've shown, we'll talk about whatever. Uh, you can do that at our email, which is thekachat at gmail.com, or at our Twitter, which is at thekachat. We really appreciate when we hear from y'all, and I believe next week we're going to do a suggestion from a listener named Jack, so look out for that, Jack. And now John will say some stuff, hopefully. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in listening to our random uh, babblings about cars and sometimes just christmas movies i'll i'll say much like the supernatural episode this one might be a good entry point for people who are like i don't know if i want to listen to a cars podcast if you know someone who's like into the netflix christmas movies maybe send it their way yeah all right and uh until next time 
Remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. Tiny.